What's up, Joe? <laughs> What's up, Vince? We're back. Hey, welcome to the new SackKingsNation.com. Let's go. Studio. Scow spinning. Look at the uh, job to create space. Put it in the book and send that young man to the line. Boy, is he fun to watch. Three fifty-one. Tony Allen stopped away by Carlos Stein to the floor. He dives. What an effort! Collison, DeLog, oh, beautiful basketball by the King. Richardson changing directions and getting to the basket and scoring. How about the rookie Malachi Richards? You're now listening to the King's Court on Dash Radio, presented by SackKingsNation.com. Here are your hosts, Vince Miracle and Joe Morgan. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the King's Court, presented by SackKingsNation.com. I'm your host, Vince Miracle, and it's been a minute. It's been a little while, but like the intro said, we're back. Joining me, as always... The one and only producer, Joe. What up, Joe? Hey, what's up, boys and girls? Man, I'm glad to be back. Get this thing kicked off, man. Actually, hold on. You guys got to hear this. Hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. Hold on. Ooh. You hear that noise? Yeah. That's not even a sound effect. He really just did that. <laughs> That's an angry orchard yeah. bottle top off. Welcome to the new studio where the beer flows and the happiness uh, is here, man. Right, you know, we're actually drinking to celebrate, and honestly, we have a lot too. We have a lot to celebrate about. One, the Warriors actually look vulnerable. That's number one. Number two, brand spanking new studio, Joe. Brand spanking new. The one thing I have a problem with, though, I have one problem. I haven't even said this yet because it just occurred to me right now, right before we started recording. Do you know what that problem is, Joe? Oh, I can't even imagine. Oh, it's so nitpicky. I hate that intro. I know Man, half of the guys aren't on there anymore. Right. Scout, I love it. Like I want to change it, but I love it. I'm no, 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 no. Like no, no. the heartbeat gets going, but then you're like, but that kid isn't with us anymore. Now look, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. That song is gonna stay forever. Yeah, but those players are gonna change. I've yeah, we got, gotta, we gotta I'm, get new highlights in there. Exactly. New, new highlights are coming. This is the last. And, we gotta and, get Harry. We gotta get, we gotta get Marvin. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a, it's a whole new bag of people. But we're also not on Dash Radio anymore. Yeah, we, a good we. Point. Uh, as I mean, this is going to be like a little bit of talking about what's happening next, maybe revisiting our past a little bit in this podcast, but also talking about what we expect from the Kings and what we hope from the Kings in the future as well. So bear with us because Joe and I haven't done a show in damn near six months together. Yeah, it's been quite a while. It's been a little uh, bit. I've done one guest appearance on another show. I've like barely, barely anything. It's been a crazy... It's just been crazy. Yeah, I've, I've been I've I've guest appear I've been a guest appearance on a few other podcasts as well. I feel like we've been doing like movie promotions. Like I feel like I've been on Jimmy Fallon, Kimmel. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we've done that, but we haven't done our own thing. Yeah, we haven't done our own thing in quite some time. So I'm glad that we're back. Like this is amazing. I'm glad we're tipping it off here right during the off season, right when things are getting juicy. The Raptors are going to the finals. We're facing off against the Warriors. We're in our brand spanking new studio. We realize. We need to get a new intro because we're no longer with Dash Radio, Joe. We 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 went through that phase. We went through a bunch bunch of different phases. But what what worked the most? We've done this for what four you know, years now. What has always worked is when we come back to just me and you in a studio, right? 
Just me and you and a microphone. Like all right. the nonsense. We tried we tried all these different like dash radio and uh, uh, there were a couple other satellite radio things. Right. I don't know. We tried a bunch of different things. And at the end of the day, what always works is us just talking Kings basketball in my studio. Right. That is literally it. That's it. That's the whole. I don't know why we keep trying to change and get some crazy idea. Right. We're going to go and we're going to go to New York and we're going to do this and that. No, we're not. No, we're, no. we're just going to come this here. This is where it works. Yeah. We're just going to come here and drink an angry orchard and smile and talk about the Kings. Like, so, And there's nothing. There's no shots at any of those previous. Like those places got us to learn. Oh, no, man. We've know? had fun. Right. Every one of them was cool in their own way. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not talking trash. I'm just saying this is where it specifically works for me and you. It right. works better when we're just here because. I don't have to worry about uh, what we say. It's all on us. It doesn't matter. Nobody else can edit us. Nobody else can tell us what to and not to do. Right. Like, there's a lot of times where our shows got a little cropped. You know, there's times where our shows were, you know, didn't work in certain ways for certain people on their networks or how a certain network needed this show to be at this certain time. And sometimes you and I like to talk just like this. We like to have a good time. Sometimes we like to have guests that are, you know, more than basketball, but they observe sports. Like, we have... We, we, we love to just talk, and, and Kings is what brought us together, and, and the best way we can do that is in a studio in our own environment. Like, think about the – I was in front of YouTube, and you found me through there, and then we were in your garage just sitting at a desk <laughs> in your garage that was so hot, and now we have a studio, Joe, a real It only studio. took us three years right. to go from – uh, three blankets hanging from the from the roof to keep a little bit of sound out. Right. Now we so got now everything. having uh well, this. And I wish y'all could be here and see this cuz it it uh it makes my heart happy. It really and, does. And part of the next step for us, we you guys will start being in here. I don't the best way I can reference this studio for those who don't know, uh and you guys can look it up on YouTube if you don't know what this reference is. Fighter and the Kid uh, Brian Callen, Brendan Schaub, they host a podcast where it's basically like this. And we're going to have cameras in here. So people that want to see it, you, we're, you're going to be able to soon. We're going to be live on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. We're going to be on all those platforms live. You guys are going to be able to comment and do everything with us. Next season for the Sacramento Kings is also the a big season for SackKingsNation.com and the Kings Court Podcast. A lot coming on. Um, I want to pause the show right here, though, to give a shout-out to one of our sponsors, uh, BrickHouseIndustries.com. Everyone go to BrickHouseIndustries.com. Check out all of their apparel from hats, shirts, and socks. And when checking out, be sure to use promo code KINGSCOURT, and you will get a 10% discount on any of your purchases. And, hey, if you want to keep up to date with all of their latest apparel, be sure to follow them on Instagram and on Twitter at BrickHouse underscore I-N-D. But, Joe, back to the point at hand. We're going to have cameras in here. We're going to make this studio live. We're going to make everything about it live. I'm excited for you guys to, 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 to fully be on board with us this next season. So if you haven't told someone already, tell them to subscribe to this podcast because it's about to get lit. So let's start talking about some Kings basketball. I think we talked well, about I was just talking to dead air. I had totally muted myself so I could move my chair around. And uh, I said some really cool stuff. So if you guys didn't hear it, my bad. Let's, like. start, let's, start, <laughs> let's start talking Kings basketball, Joe, because like you said, it's been a little while. The Kings season has ended. The team ended with a ridiculous amount of wins. A ridiculous amount of wins. And no one at all saw it coming. So, the Sacramento Kings finished their season with 39 wins on the year. 39 wins. Most projected them, their over-under, I believe, was 24 and a half, 25 and a half. And they got to 10, 11, 14 wins more. It's ridiculous, Joe. Like... The, the team was something that 
I, I think really put Sacramento back on the map. You know what really was rough for me, though, is nobody nobody saw 39 wins. I get that. And nobody, including myself, who's an eternal optimist, nobody predicted that. But there were a lot more games they should have won. They yeah. were so good. Yeah. They were playing so good. And then in the last couple minutes, they would give it up in the last, hell, last shot sometimes. I mean, it was just... There were so many games that they let go, they could have easily been the other way around with 43 and 39. Easily. They could have been above 500, and the fact that they didn't was so heartbreaking to so many of us in the sense that just because it was right there, and it hasn't been right there for a long, long, long time. So, And, and I'm, I'm literally nitpicking on something that was already so far above what Vegas thought, so far above what everybody except for the people in the locker room thought. It's amazing. And and to be upset about that is, is really silly, but a lot of us are. It was painful to watch when they lose. You know, you're up 10 going into the fourth, and they walk away with a loss against teams they shouldn't have. Right. Now, I mean, this is the one thing, though. 39 wins, and I feel like this was the breath of fresh air for the Kings. This was that one where you feel like you've been suffocating for a while. It's been over a decade since the Kings were remotely relevant you know, like this was the this was the year where no more cousins was was not in their mind anymore because they're a year past that. Like this was the one where you you ever feel like we ever been underwater and you feel like you're drowning and you finally get that first fresh breath of air. How good that feels! That's what this season felt like. It just felt like it was something new. It was just something that was needed. Just wow. Well, there's so much that can be said that's that's good for this team. There's, I mean, there's so much youth talent. There's so many players that are just turning it around and saying, you know, I, I don't know how to word it even. Like, put me in, coach. I'm the one. De'Aaron came around and was ten times better than the year before. Buddy was shooting it lights out. Buddy was one should have been in the running for. I mean, I, I like that De'Aaron Fox was in it, but I disagree with him being in there as a top three contender for most improved player of the year. I, you're supposed to improve from year one to year two. That's supposed to happen. Buddy healed. Year three. To do what he did, to do what he did, he was a knockdown shooter. He came up in some huge clutch moments for the Kings. Do I need to bring up Detroit when he skateboarded out of there? Yeah, that was outstanding. He came running off the floor. It was almost comical. It was almost like like you know, like a little boy hit the shot and was happy and right. I mean it's 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 that seven year old feeling that you get when you know when you're playing as a little kid and you're counting down in your own head, three, two and he puts it in, you yeah. know. You can just tell how many years he's been dreaming about that exact shot. Yeah, it was it was definitely the breath of fresh air. Uh, still, a lot of imperfections. Obviously, thirty nine wins didn't make the playoffs. Uh, so obviously, there's still room to grow there. As will the players. If you had to give a grade on it, Joe, if you had to put a a, a letter grade on there, A through F, what are you giving this season? Uh, I'm gonna give it an A in the sense that it was so far above and beyond what we expected. You're an eternal optimist. Well, it was. It's. It's. If. If. There's no way it was an A. Look, if you consider that that Vegas thought they were going to get 23 wins and right. they come out with 39, right? That's an A. I mean, how much better could you expect out of them? If 23 is the C mark, that's what they expect. That's satisfactory. Is the 23 is what we thought they could do? It's how do you not? Okay, how do you so, not go okay. above an A? Well, well, you say that, but if they would have won t- the, let's say that I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it was twenty four and a half or twenty five wins, right? Let's say they won twenty five wins. Are you disappointed in the season? Do you? Give That's it a C. F? No, I give no. that a C. Twenty three is. You, you it, give them a C on the year if they would have got. If you're I over and under, an F. I would give that an F. 
Okay. D I guess, plus I, D plus is the max I would go. Look, but if you're supposed to win 25 games, according to the Vegas gurus, and you win 25 games, then you did exactly what you were supposed to do. That's a C. Yeah, but that's just to them. Like in general, if you're if it, you're looking at this team, and they won. 25 I'm only grading the Kings on this. I'm not saying you know league wide versus the Warriors. Okay, of course, see, the Warriors are better. So, the Warriors are. are I, mean, so you know we, I mean, I mean, I'm not ju- I'm not disrespecting your grade, but I'm saying that grade sucks. <laughs> and I'm saying that you're not understanding my thought process. My thought process is you can't grade them against a team that isn't them. How did they do no, versus were, what their expectations but were? But you even said it. There were games that they were in that you know they could have taken away. But there were also I, games where they had a lead and they fumbled it away. And I give you that, but that's age. And that's still... The fact that they were even in those games right, is still to, above what you expected out of them. Yeah, but you still have to grade them on that performance. I did. You gave them an A? Oh, man. Compared to what we thought was going to happen this year. I don't care. Compared to how they th- we thought it was going to go, yes. Now, if, if you're grading them on... I'm get, uh, it's not like I'm far away from you. I'm, not like, I'm, a, I'm just a letter grade down. I give it a B. Not a B plus. Not a B minus. I give it a solid B. I can, I can see you going with a B. That's fine. I'm not going to argue that point. It's not like you're throwing a D at them. But I'm just saying. Now they were a D minus. Honestly, com- <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but compared to what I expected, you know, I mean, it's hard to even it's hard to even quantify how much better a 39 is than a 23 or a 24. No, I, get I mean, it's that. like that's not even no, those it, teams aren't even in the same food group. No, it's cool. Like I get it. They were even in the conversation. You know for the, the best eighth part? Seed. They were in the conversation for the eighth seed. The best part of them winning that many games was it screwed the pick that we had to give away anyway. Yeah, you know how happy that makes me that they didn't, just they, the didn't, they didn't throw out some nonsense, oh, we, we would have got the one pick, we would have got the two pick. No, we would have got 14, whatever. You no, know, like, how crazy would it have been, though, if the Kings did get that 23 wins, and because the lottery was that crazy, where the Lakers somehow got a top freaking four pick, that they got number one, and then the Celtics got Zion, bro. Like, I would have been so disappointed. Let's not even, don't even, don't don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. It might be, it's not <laughs> happening. It's not on you. They're the 14th pick, but what I'm saying is that would have been insane. But, okay, look, I give the Kings, I give the Kings a B on the year. The reason why I give them a B was, yes, there were games that they shouldn't have been in, that they were in. There were also plenty of games where they're inexperienced, and they're, uh, I would say, and inexperience is probably the only way I can do it. And then there, at times they seemed rushed. At times I didn't like Dave Yeager's rotation. At times it was they were miscommunicating, where leads would be dropped, or they would ha- or they would be in the middle of the game. Then fourth quarter comes around and things would crumble. Third quarter comes around, things would crumble, and they would have to fight their way back. Sometimes they just kick themselves. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, there's room for improvement here. I definitely love what I'm seeing. The future continues to look brighter for this Kings team with De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald as your backcourt. Marvin Bagley showed a lot of promise. I like that there, and I wasn't even high on that pick. And, this, and if you guys didn't watch the, our, my most recent episode of the Kings Court with James Ham, him and I debated a little bit about what we saw Marvin Bagley as and what he is right now, where I had to admit I was wrong. I didn't see what he was. There's still players on here, though, away from those three guys. Like, we'll get into it in a little bit. A Willie Colley-Stein, a Harrison Barnes, uh, a Bogdan Bogdanovich, where I left this season looking at them either, one, feeling unsatisfied, or two, very disappointed in what I saw. And, And there's, like, even one of those players, and we'll get to it in a little bit, where it was a mixture of both. Like, I didn't know which one I was going to see that night. Is it going to be the one that 
had me entertained or was it going to be that guy where I'm I'm looking at him like okay is he going to keep staying on the floor so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting off season for the Kings but over this past season I would have to give them a B because there's room for improvement but I was definitely impressed with what I saw so where we differ is again I say an A but I still expect improvement next year because it's like going from grade to grade man you expect more out of a third grader than a second grader That's I, I true. I'm not saying that they can't do better as they age and as they get better, but for what I expected out of them, I give them an A versus expectations. Versus expect. I mean, I, I get that. Like I, that's why I said I'm not disrespecting. I just think it sucks. <laughs> See, he's he's a he's a very disrespectful co-host. Let's say uh, <laughs> he's he's gonna he's gonna come in here day one and just start roughing I, me up. Okay, I mean, all I mean, right. I, I can mute like, his mic. Like, it doesn't like, matter to me. Like the, like <laughs> the Nuggets had an A. The Nuggets had an A, right? Well, yeah. The the Portland Trailblazers had an A, and they had a lot of problems. Mm, you know, yeah. that, Minis- that man that that dagger that Dame threw, that was amazing on the Thunder. Yeah, yeah that well. was amazing. Like that uh, was that was a game that I don't care who you root for, I don't care what team you yeah. like. You watch games like that, and you leave there like you can't sleep that night. And yeah. the fact that that was the same night as Game Seven for the Sharks, and it was the same night as the walk off Grand Slam, like it was just too many things. It just sucks that they still had to go cleaning with those brooms. Like, ah. <laughs> Bro, you can't expect them to win the whole thing just because of one good shot, but it was an amazing, amazing well, shot. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying because you won one game when you're up by 20 points. Anyways, let's talk back to the Kings. Yeah. So let, you gave we gave our grades. You gave an A. I give a B. Let's see what you guys think. Follow us on Twitter, at VM Center, at Sac Sports Morgan. But what's next for them? Like, what what is it that you need to see that's next? They have to next year. It's playoffs or bust. It's playoffs or bust next. They year? have to. They have to make an in a seed. deep Western Conference. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. They have to improve an improvement from thirty nine. Well, so let's say improvement thirty nine. They get to forty five win, forty four wins. So that's a five game improvement. Ninth seed. It would be a heartbreaker. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's realistic to think that though. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns doesn't get put on a, on an All NBA team. He's going to be coming with fierce. Like I mean, I you think about it, they're going to get Robert Covington back. They're going to have Sarge back probably as their starter. That team looks better, and they played horrible this season. You got Portland probably going to be trying to do anything they can to find a small forward better than Mo Harkless and Evan Turner. The Los Angeles Lakers are about to get better. No matter what anybody says, LeBron James being injured was another reason why they dropped out of the playoffs. You say that, but the Lakers were horrible this year, even yeah, when he played. Yeah, everybody was in. No, they're not. They were the fourth seed. The yeah. Lakers were good, Joe, when LeBron was playing. Facts. When LeBron was playing, they were good. The Clippers got better. and they The Clippers made, got better. They got rid of Toby. It's, uh, Tobias Harris left. They made the playoffs and then gave the Warriors a freaking fight. Are you kidding me? No, the Clippers are real. The Clippers are real. I don't care what you say. The Clippers are real. The Dallas Mavericks have Chris Tapps, Porzingis, and Doncic. They're real. You got you got so, you got Phoenix now with. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a rough. It's a rough conference. There's you, no. You're not. You're not gonna like sell me on the fact that oh man, the West is rough. Yeah, we all know. Look at this. You have New Orleans with Zion Williamson, hands down. Yeah, don't count that yet. That's a fact. If Zion Williamson, I'm just saying they might trade for something. What are they gonna trade for? Anthony Davis ain't going nowhere. He's he's gonna stay there. David Griffin is not trading Anthony Davis. That is a fact. If Anthony Davis trades trades, uh, or if David Griffin trades Anthony Davis right now, 
when they're about to have Zion and does not just give him that opportunity. Give him till February. Anthony, give me until February. If you don't like playing with us here still and you still want to move, then let me trade you. But play with this guy. This guy could potentially be the next LeBron James. That's how they're viewing him. Yeah, they're viewing him that way. I, Dude, I'm not saying he's not. Me? I'm just saying. You have not seen this young man play. He is <laughs> He is incredible. Yeah, you say that. All I'm trying to tell you is every time they say he's the next, put a name here. I'm not saying he's the next LeBron, uh, but he's he's definitely like the next Sean Kemp. Like oh, he's he, good. He is not, the next Charles Barkley. I love like, it when you try to debate me as if I said he's horrible. I'm not. I'm saying no, he's, he's, saying he's, he's, he's a, a great player. Right. But anybody that says you're the next LeBron, you're the next Michael, you're the next this or that. All I'm saying They is, don't comprehend that. Those guys, it wasn't a one-year thing, and and that's that's. No I mean, there's a hundred. This is all I'm saying. You rolled your eyes when I said Zion Williamson. You need to play with him. Like that 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 factually happened. So no, I'm rolled, rolling my eyes at the fact that you think there's no chance that they try to move that for not anything. at the no. They're gonna they they're why would they trade away Zion Williamson? They need something other than Anthony Davis if Anthony Davis decides to leave. So that team is gonna get better. Drew Holiday was a def, one of the. In the running for Defensive Player of the Year. Drew Holiday is a monster. Do you and think all- Portland is going to stay as high as they were or Denver is going to stay as high as they are? Denver, for sure. They're, they're going to add to their firepower with Michael Porter Jr. Like they, that, that team would have won two games against the Warriors, by the way, if those same situations were put, at, put in front of them. Denver was a better team than Portland, but Portland was a better man in those seven-game series, so you have to give that to them. So, yes, the Nuggets are going to stay real, especially when they're adding the firepower of Michael Porter Jr., who's going to be a healthy first-year player. I think that's going to be real. The decision on Paul Millsap and what he's going to do is going to be interesting, but, yes, the Nuggets What about are the Houston real. Hardens? Uh, the Rockets obviously are going to be real because the Rockets are the Rockets and they have James freaking Harden. <laughs> the Spurs are going to be better with another year of DeRozan and Aldridge. Like that team, and that, I mean, there's the Suns are going to be better next year. The Sun, <laughs> no, are you? No, they won one nineteen games. They better be better. No, they're for they're a real team. I like the Suns. I, I know. I, I think they're, Monty they're not. Williams, they're not as bad as as their numbers. Project, uh, I think Monty. Show. I think Monty Williams is a great coach. Not great. It's a strong word. I think Monty Williams is a good coach. I think he relates with players well. He play. He interacts during practices and actually plays. They get you know showcase what he's talking about. I think he makes sense for that team. I think Devin Booker is real. I'm intrigued with what I've seen with DeAndre Ayton. I don't know if he's going to be a star or anything, but I really like what I saw from him. I'm a fan of TJ Warren. I'm a huge fan of Josh Jackson, although he can't get into VIP. Did, <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that story? That's, that's so funny. <sighs> but yeah, he can't that poor get in, kid. He can't get into VIP, but I like his game. Uh, but just, I swear, I'm an NBA player. I like Bridges. Bridges is real. I think he's going to be a, a good player in the future. So there's just a lot of talent there. And I, like I said, I, I think if I think room for improvement, like what's the next step? The next step is to see the development of those guys. Like we now, now we know what De'Aaron Fox needs. De'Aaron Fox needs to continue building that jump shot. He also, I think the big step for him is to learn how to switch gears. I think he knows full throttle and he knows slow. He doesn't know how to go from first to fourth. He can't do that right now. I think he's either full throttle or first gear, second gear, cruising. Buddy Heald needs to work on just consistency. Like He was good this year, but there were times where he was just ice cold. And shooters got to shoot. I was going to say, yeah, shooters, shooters getting hot and cold. That's, I mean, come on, that's part of the game. And he showed so much improvement with defense, being able to get those steals, finishing around the rim, which I still think needs more improvement. But he definitely finished around the rim. 
ball handling, I think being able because now that everyone knows that he can shoot, they're going to close out him at him even harder. He's going to need to start learning how to become a playmaker off the dribble a little bit. I'm not saying he needs to become a De'Aaron Fox. I'm not saying he needs to do anything like that. But being able to find that corner passer is going to be very, very interesting. I want to see the, the continued development of Marvin Bagley. I want to see if that defense was not just a one-year surprise, surprise. He was actually better than we all expected. I want to see if there's another level to that. You know, I don't want to just see that it's just energy that brought him there. I want to see the development of his defense. Uh, Harry Giles, we saw glimpses. We liked it. Man, the I glimpses felt, were pretty nice. I felt like I was just getting a Costco sample, though. I don't even really know if that food is really good or not. It was just good because they made it right there in front of me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just those little samples that they're sitting I'm excited there. for him. I want to know. I, when, when him and MB3 play together, it's really, really fun to watch. The, the, the passing ability and his court vision is amazing. And he's going to throw those two together are going to have so many ESPN top tens. It's going to be beautiful. So that's that's the core, though. Like those four guys are my core for the team. When Giles is more of like a question mark core for me, I love Giles. I think Giles is real, but it's still we've only gotten samples. So I'm not going to be out here saying he's he's a part of the main core. I think the main core is healed Fox and Bagley. Those are the guys I say that's what you're building around. I I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Kings make some bold moves this offseason. If the if if they're thinking playoffs are bust, which they kind of are, they traded away Justin Jackson in the middle of the season for a Harrison Barnes, which I liked. I I like Harrison Barnes. I don't know if he's going to be worth that next contract that he's about to get if the Kings offer it to him, and we're going to talk about that next. But it's it's. It's going to be interesting to see how the Kings approach this offseason. So what's next for them? The next thing for them is development. Just development. Because in obvious, that's like the easiest answer to give. But it's the only true answer I can give for this team. It's just development. Because I want to know what's next for these players. I also want to know what's next with this play style that they're going for. New head coach now too. After having the best season they've had in almost a decade. They now have a new head coach. You know, though, it, it sounds to me, and this is through no, no inside knowledge, but it sounds to me like Vladi really cares more about, um, I'm going to call it a family aspect, where everybody gets along and everything goes well. And when him and the assistant coach would not see eye to eye and neither one would kind of back off from it, then you're not in the family anymore. And uh, that's how that felt. Yeah. Um. I don't think it was an X's and O's thing. I don't think it was a... You know, it seemed like it was a a family fight, not a tactical fight. I think there was just, uh, I would say there was just creative differences. That's what I'll leave it as. There was creative differences with this team. There's creative differences in terms of lineups. There were different mindsets in terms of what each person was trying to accomplish. I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, But... Again, you know, I think Jaeger was a good coach. Uh, I didn't agree with a lot of his lineup changes. I think that I think sometimes, you know, he just stuck to his guns, and that's what it was. I, I think you definitely saw some tension between players and 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 him as a coach. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what Luke Walton brings. I'm not going to touch that situation that he's going through right now. It could be months until we even get a real answer out of what's happening with with that. So I'm not even going to touch it, but looking at him as just a coach, the, the Lakers took more threes than the Kings did. 
And this team is better shooting than the Lakers. So how's that going to work out? I believe they were even, what, I think they were like fourth in pace, like just behind them in pace as well. So you're talking about a team that took more threes and made less. Their percentages are low. This team shoots more, shoots better from three. So you get a guy that fast, and how's that going to work out with this team? I think it's going to be great. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's just going to depend. It's just going to depend on how everything transitions over. I'm very intrigued by it. The big keys, though, this this is going to be the big key, I think, in terms of whatever we see next from the Kings, whatever we're going to see next, it's going to be solely on who's going to step up and be the number one leader. Is it Buddy Heald? Is Buddy Heald the number one leader of this team? Because I still think it's De'Aaron Fox. And if it's De'Aaron Fox, what type what type of leader is he about to be? Is he going to be... How do I put this? Because I feel like this could go into like a big circle conversation that doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm trying to make sure I, I word this correctly. The leader that I, I, I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be the leader, but how he steps up is I think he doesn't need to average 20 plus a game. I think he needs to be 18 and 9. 18 and 8 with five rebounds, one and a half steals. I think that's that's a reasonable expectation. I think he was close to that this year, but I think that needs to be a real thing where it's 18, eight and a half, nine assists per game, five to six rebounds, two steals, and at least one and a half three pointers. He needs to become John Wall next year. If there's going to see any room of Putin, that's what it's going to be. And Buddy Heald, dare I say, needs to turn into a Bradley Beal. <laughs> And I'm not saying that they need to be playoff or bust. I just think that they have an opportunity here to be something. They have a real opportunity with Fox, Heald, and Bagley to be something real. And it's just going to come down to how they surround them correctly. Which brings me to, I think, our next subject here, Joe. Because there's two players on this team that they're going to have to make a decision on. Willie Colley-Stein and Harrison Barnes. And I'll give, I'll give you the floor here. Who would you like to talk about first? Well, we can talk about Harrison because it's his choice, not not the Kings. Harrison, I. What are your thoughts on Harrison Barnes? Did you like Harrison Barnes as the King? Well, yeah, he he played well. Everything was fine, but it wasn't. What's the right wording for this man? When he came in, I was hoping for a more dynamic result because of where they were in the chase, where things were going, and it worked. It just didn't work as fast and as well as it could have. And they end up, uh, what were they, eight or nine games back by the time the season was over. Between the eight and the nine seed this year, there was an eight or nine game uh, differential. And I'm not saying they would have made it one way or the other, but, you know, and and certainly that's not all on Barnes. But when he's the one that came in, that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of the, you're the last piece to the puzzle. Does it work or not? And if it doesn't, then how do you not sort of judge him on that? This is going to be the question about Barnes. And I'm going to ask you here first as, you know, Eternal optimist of the Kings. That's me. Is Harrison Barnes a small forward or a power forward on this team? Uh, he's it, <laughs> Okay, then that leads to the second question, which is, is Harry Giles going to be a center in this league for Marvin to play the four, for him to play just, the three? Just in general, like, do you like Harrison Barnes as a, as a power forward, starting power forward because of the money that you're about to give him, he's going to be a starter? Do you like him as your starting? He has to be the starting four for this team to shoot as many threes as Luke Walton is going to want. 
and he's going to have to be the four, and Giles is, or, uh, uh, Marvin's going to have to be the five because to be that fast and to shoot that much from outside. Don't get me wrong, Giles is fast. Maybe they can make it work with him at the three and 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 um, and Bags at the four. But I, I don't know. Just that's a lot of threes. You're going to want two shooters in there. You don't want a uh, a Bealitza. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Buddy healed, and then him at the four. I like Harrison Barnes. Like I was super pumped when the Kings got him. I think Harrison Barnes is a very decent player. A very, I'd say he's he's a really good player. Very decent is kind of disrespectful. So Barnes, I'm sorry, I disrespect. No, he's he's that. he's an outstanding NBA player. The question isn't that; it's whether or not. Word. No, but he is. He's an outstanding player. Mm. But here's the question: Is he the outstanding piece of this specific puzzle? Well, outstanding is still a strong word because he can't do certain things. I would say that it. What has this team needed since Rudy Gay left? <laughs> a traditional, or I, let's just say a starting three, not a traditional, right. just a starting three. Right. They need a. They don't need a starting four. They have fours. They have Bagley. <laughs> they have fours. They have Giles. Yeah. They have those pieces. They're like, what? A three. It's always been a three. It's a small four that they need. And since I, Rudy's ankle broke, or uh, uh, since his Achilles, that day, I from I, then on, there's never been a, a full on starting three. I just think Harrison Barnes is better suited for the power forward position, and I think Bagley, as much as I like him at the five, I don't like that as a full-time spot and that's kind of like the sense i'm getting from everybody that watches this team they're like oh put bagley at the five run this running gun small ball lineup and have them shoot a ton of threes like i get it we made a lot of threes this past year the kings made so many that it was incredible buddy healed looked like he was a splash brother but they're not the splash brothers they're not clay thompson and steph curry they're not Bradley Beal and name Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Like they're not that team. Well, I want to see that pace go up. Yes, I think what what made this team so interesting and so good is that people stepped up at different positions on any given night. That's what surprised so many people. It could have been De'Aaron Fox at point guard with his speed, his agility, his heart, his leadership. That got you the lead. It was Buddy Hill's relentless shooting and scoring that got him from in and out of the lane, from outside to inside, getting to the bucket. It was Marvin Bagley's energy off the bench, putting you in the post with that left hand and getting those buckets. It was Harrison Barnes's defense and quick outlet pass from the corner and the in the sometimes occasional knockdown three. It was Bogdan Bogdanovich who rarely showed up this season, but when he did, man, he was outstanding. So I just think that there's there's a need on this team for a real small forward. And I don't know if they view Harrison Barnes as that real small forward. Now, can he play that position? Maybe. But if he's going to be, and yeah, he can. Maybe maybe's a bad word. Yes, he can play that position. But he needs to be able to pass. And he needs to, he needs to be able to knock down shots with consistency for an entire season. Not just some of the season. That's that's my biggest riff. Is like I I think Harrison Barnes is better su- in this NBA. I think Harrison Barnes is better suited to play the small forward position. I think if you're looking to play, if you're looking for someone at at small for- or sorry, is, is Harrison Barnes better for the power forward position? I think this Kings team needs a small forward. It needs a Trevor Ariza. It needs a, a lockdown three and D player that can play the three. Is there many of them out there? Obviously not. Is it easier to say that than anything else? Yeah, it is easier to say that than anything than, than it to actually happen. 
but it's possible. And if you want to take that next step, I think you need to identify who your starting small forward is and what you're investing in. And I think it's better to invest your money into Harrison Barnes if he's your starting four. And I don't know if I if I see this Kings team as a team that's okay or getting steps better with Harrison Barnes as a starting power forward for this team. So that's my biggest, that's my, like, I wouldn't mind it. I'm okay with that idea. But if I have the choice, that's not my, that's not the option I'm going with. Who do you bring in then? Hmm. Because looking at the small forwards that are on the market right now, two of them are huge upgrades, but they're not coming here. There's no chance KD comes to Sacramento. There's no chance Kawhi Leonard comes to Sacramento. I mean, I, I don't I don't know that there's a pile of money big enough to get either of those two here. You keep going down the list. Tobias Harris is really a four. He's going to be the exact same problem as Harrison Barnes. Here, I'll tell you. Okay. If I had the choice. Ariza? I mean, obviously. That's, yeah. that's your answer? I mean, I think a veteran that's, <laughs> you know, done, been in the playoffs and can actually contribute, I think that he would be the obvious one uh, for me personally. Uh, but a move. If they want to make a move, you have three second-round picks this year. You have a... I think you have a... And a lot of people aren't going to like what I'm about to say right here. A lot of people aren't going to like it. (laughs) First show back, he's about to make headlines. Ready and Mark. We have 37 minutes on the clock. Go. I I think (laughs) you find a way to package Bogdan Bogdanovich... Shut your mouth. Listen to me. <laughs> package Bogdan. Put him in a package with something. Maybe some second round. Two of them. Give him back to Phoenix and take on Josh Jackson. Not only will he become a king, I'll get him into VIP in some places. <laughs> but he has shown promise. He has shown so much promise. If he's available, he's the guy I go after. He's the number one option for me. I, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with you trying to get rid of Bogdanovich for him. That's, there, not, I that's think not a good call. This is what I'm going to tell you right now. And I, I'm not I'm not saying I have inside knowledge to it at all. What I will say is Bogdan Bogdanovich is a huge trade piece for this Kings team this offseason. Huge. You marking it? You marking that time? I, I was. <laughs> I'm just saying. I he, literally checked my clock and I'm looking at the thing. And I'm thinking every comment on this entire show is going to be at about the 35 to 37 minute mark. Bogdanovich is the best <laughs> asset they have that I can see the Kings willing to move. He's older than these guys at like 27 years old, 28 years old. He showed that he can still like he's not like he's a bad player. I love Bogdanovich, especially when he's on fire. That is one of my favorite things to see because this man is crafty. But see, I think I think you're missing the human element. He, I think he, he's He's a six man though. Bro, but I think he's too big of a part of the team. How? He's a six man. You understand that they're not just stats; they're they're actually people, right? And but do you understand that this game is a business? Yeah, but the business runs better if if five guys that are all friends are playing. They play better than five guys who don't like each other. What, what makes you think that Josh Jackson can't become a friend? 
Like, do you want to become? I mean, I get. I'm not it. saying you can't, but that's like changing schools. You don't know who's going to be your friend, right? But at the same time, do you want to become a champion or do you want to just sit in the same exact spot and be mediocre? Like, I, the, I you have you have to take risks. I'm you just have saying to, I don't think he needs Joe, to leave for that to happen. Joe, I'm going to tell you to one of my favorite Josh lines. Jackson. I'm going to say you one of my favorite lines that I haven't got to say in a while. You have to risk it to get the biscuit. Okay, you and jo- your silly ass sentences. Okay, jo- Shaq. Josh Jackson is worth it, in my opinion. For Bogdanovich no. and a two-second round for pick For those this of you year, commenting, it's Vince's voice saying the dumb shit right now. First off, can you please, can you add the beep? Like, mark yeah, that yeah, down for my the bad. beep. Beep. I'm, I'm sorry. Dang, it's, man. Like, I know we're not on it. I haven't played in a while. I haven't played in a while. I forget that I'm not allowed to say... Schizophrenia. Right. Is that At the least add talky mushrooms to the end of that, man. <laughs> All right. I was about to throw my phone at you. Honestly, bro. though, there are a few people down the list, so I was just messing with him. But uh, you start going down the list, and there's there's just not that many true threes that are available. I mean, you go down to, to Kelly Oubre. He's a restricted free agent. They're probably going to bring him back in Phoenix. Well, yeah, why wouldn't they? Uh, That's Stanley what makes Josh Johnson, Jackson available, though. Stanley Johnson at the Pelicans. Um, I'm just looking at ages here, by the way. Uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson with Brooklyn. If they if if Brooklyn was willing to let go of Rondé Hollis Jefferson, that'd be a good pickup. He's my power forward. Like I, I that that guy, I go for my power forward. He's not a small forward. He's a power forward. Love him that that position. Another Brooklyn player that I think would be really good for the Kings to go after after Damari Carroll. I think Damari Carroll. Everyone's be like, oh, he does the same thing here as Barnes does. Yeah, no, he plays tremendous defense when he's healthy and costs half that. Like. Yeah. Uh, veteran 14 mil instead of 24 yeah like maybe even you can do two years 14 million or even like 18 million give him nine million a year he might be satisfied with that yeah. you know like that is a player that if you're i i like that one i think just but my number one option is and i think even the b wrote about it and i'll be perfectly honest with you i haven't been fully on board with a lot of the stuff that's been coming out of the b lately after after our, our friend jason left it uh, but you know the new guys that they brought in there. I keep reading their stuff. It's not like I, I'm saying anything bad about them. I find some of the stuff that they say interesting. I just don't totally agree with a lot of it. One thing I did agree with, though, I think it came from Jason Anderson. That's now there. Uh, I like the idea of the Kings chasing after Josh Jackson. Even another one I even like too. That's on that same exact Suns team. If they like Josh, uh, if they don't want to get rid of Josh Jackson, T.J. Warren. I'm a huge fan of TJ Warren. He went from being someone that can only do post moves and only shoot inside the paint to having one of an incredible career year from shooting from three-point range. Is he injury-prone? Yes. Do I like him? Yes. And I'm going to name another Suns player later on this show. But is there? uh, Give me, give me just two names, Joe. Like your two names, like my two names, top of my head that I want the Kings to go after. If I had all the control, if I it was me, number one move, I'm trading something. Bogdanovich in two seconds, or Bogdan, whatever has to get the deal done, whatever they're asking for, for a Josh Jackson. That's my number one move. Second move, if that doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I will probably go with Harrison Barnes. That'll probably be my number two option, just because he's been here. He, I mean, it seems as if he meshed well, but two B or or yeah, whatever you would say, like a solid number two after that is going after Damari Carroll. As much as I want to say Trevor Ariza, Trevor Ariza is in chasing ring mode. And Demari Carroll might be in that same thing. But if you can find a way to get one of those two people, I'm, I'm okay with that as well. But my number one option is going after Josh Jackson. 
So you're going to kind of laugh at me here. I, I, I don't know if you're going to like this or not, but if you're going to swing for the fences, why would you not try to throw a max at Jimmy Butler? Bro, that would be if if they could somehow find a way. I know that's been like a little, oh, the Kings are going to be interested in Jimmy Butler. If they can get Jimmy Butler right now, I I would I would say some things. Look, it's starting to get to be a place where look, people want to go. Look at me right now, Joe. If the King signed Jimmy Butler, I would come on this air <laughs> and I would say some things that I think would I would you would I would say so many things you'd go out and buy a Jimmy Butler jersey. Like I would I I'm I, I'm just I, saying if I had he, like if I was in charge, well don't get me wrong, that's not even my first one. My first wild swing in the dark with no chance of it happening would be Kawhi. There's no chance it's happening. It's a dream in the dark. Okay. okay Jimmy yeah, Butler's an actual I mean, it's still a low possibility. But it exists. I and it didn't exist a year ago, and it certainly didn't exist two years ago. Anybody of that caliber. Give a percentage of that chance happening. 30. 30? You are crazy, bro. You don't think Bro, there's you... money. And, I and don't Money care. talks. I Everybody don't talks care. all the nonsense they want. I don't care. First off, it's a young core. It would be his care. team. I don't care. And there's money. Look, there's a better chance of the King signing to Tobias Harris than there is a Jimmy Butler. I'll and agree I love with that. To, I love Tobias Harris too. Also, I put I put Tobias Harris over Harrison Barnes. If you're looking for someone to play the small forward position yeah. in that or the power forward position, like they're looking at Harrison Barnes, Tobias scratch Harris. that. Yeah. Throw your money at Toby Harris. That's my boy. Jimmy Butler though, the chances of him leaving after what just happened in the playoffs and the impact that he has on that team. And how he meshed so well with that city, I give the chances of him ever signing in Sacramento 3.5%. Yeah, you know what, though? What you're missing in that that equation is it's not his team. That doesn't matter. What What can Ben Simmons do other than drive the ball? Jimmy, it's not his team. Who was the one that closed the game for them? It wasn't Embiid. It does matter. You, look at the jerseys around that arena and tell me how many uh, they don't say Butler. Look at the jersey. Are you kidding me? Yes, they do. No. Oh my gosh. Wait, you're gonna say you're gonna say it's only Joel Embiid's team? Joel Embiid couldn't do it by himself. He disappeared because somehow he got randomly sick. Jimmy Butler is the heart of that. Or, oh, that's disrespectful because Joel Embiid's a monster. <laughs> I'm getting amped up because you're here you're you're trying to convince these people that are listening to our show that Jimmy Butler is a, right. an actual possibility. That possibility of Jimmy Butler coming here is three point five percent, the highest I will even consider it going. Eight percent, highest I'll go. What is? What does it matter how high you'll go? All right, who else? Uh, who else do you have? Okay, we, we no, looked no, at I threes. Wanna, no, I want to. We got to talk about the five spot. No, I want to hear another name because this is. Bro, a, we're at the forty-seven minute mark. We have thirteen minutes. We got to talk about okay, the five and okay, the one. Okay, okay. I know you getting hyped up, but at the end of the day, we, we okay. don't have seven hours like we do on our own to we just can sit in do here and whatever t- we want. I know, but we still should keep it to an hour. We don't want people getting tired of our voice. They're probably already tired of your voice. That's true. I keep talking a little too much in this podcast. By the way, while Joe takes a break, let me talk about another sponsor here, Joe. Let me talk about FanDuel.com. The NBA season is quickly coming to an end with the finals coming right around the corner. Actually, it's upcoming this Thursday. Be sure to watch that. Warriors versus Raptors. But while you're there and you've never played FanDuel before, FanDuel before. Exactly. (laughs) You build lineups. You make real money. All you got to do. Put in, put in a little bit of cash, 
Throw, throw test it around everybody else and see if you can win. Be sure to use promo code SATKINGSNATION when making your very first deposit up to $500. They'll completely match it. You're $500, they're $500. You put it in there, that's $1,000. Join one lineup, you never know. You could be looking at millions. Go on FanDuel.com, use promo code SATKINGSNATION, and they'll match up to $500 of your very first deposit. Joe, let's go to center. Because there's a huge debate. There's a split among Kings fans. What should the team do with the no, with the one and only Willie Cauley-Stein? I don't see how you can possibly extend him the offer with what it does to the to the team's money. I don't see how you can do anything except for let him walk. You want to just let him go. What are the options, man? Yeah, okay, he's going to cost... What, 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 okay. Regardless of money, is there? Is, regardless, if money didn't matter, right? Well, if money didn't matter, then no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Just, just, just in terms of him. Okay. And there's one player, Willie Cauley Stein. Is there a specific reason why you wouldn't want to bring him back, or do you just don't think he earned it? Like, why wouldn't you want the Kings to bring him back? Because this is, I'm going to play the side of the person that likes Willie Cauley Stein just for this this little practice thing here, because to them. To these people, to us, Willie Cauley-Stein, when he had a good game, the Kings won. When Willie Cauley-Stein showed up, the whole entire team showed up. He was arguably the backbone. of Arguably, defensively, he was a backbone. Not saying that he was the best player. Not saying he need, he was the one that showed up every single night. But when he did show up, it changed that whole entire team's dynamic. Now, you can say that about anybody. But Willie Cauley-Stein still shows potential of guarding one through five. This is us talking. Why would you say no to us? Why I say no is just money. You said money doesn't matter, but it does. If they put a, if if they offer him a, what is it, six six point two five? Yeah, six point two five. I think is his uh, is his qualifying offer that holds up like fourteen million. That's almost half of their money that they can throw around this year. The kiss goodbye a Toby Harris, kiss goodbye anything. You can't offer where's the rest of your money go? You don't have money. So either you keep him and do it quickly, like get everything signed and just be done with it or not, but you can't you can't just leave him floating out there. What's he worth in your opinion? <laughs> I had this conversation with somebody else the other day and I might have gone a little low and I was probably really disrespectful. But what was the number you said on that? I don't even want to talk about it because I went low. Because I, I honestly, I said seven, but in my brain, bear with me. I was looking at like two years ago numbers in my head. Like six, I was just thinking seven million dollars for Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah, before the you know before everything jumped up to where everybody got a hundred million. Like my brain just I, like, okay. But realistically, wait, 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 if this, you could give this, him ten, was this was also, was this on Cabo? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't need to finish the pod. I think I watched it like mm-hmm. and I and I just you know I I fast forward. I think stuff. I said seven, and then later in the show I said like ten, but. 10, 12, maybe. But how do you I mean, how do you justify that if he's not going to show up to every game? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean that's I mean, a lot of money. He, this is my problem. See, this is cuz I'm not on that side. I'm not on the side of the Kings should retain really close time. I'm on the side of it's time to move on. Well, and and that's exactly what I but, said, but you asked me how much he's worth. Right. So for me, what's he worth? He's worth 11 million. He's worth 11 million. Per year, he's worth eleven million. Why is he worth eleven million per year? The versatility that he brings defensively. When he does show up, he hands down does change the game. He is respected among peers around the league 
like a Kevin Durant who bragged about him on the Bill Simmons podcast saying, if he can figure it out, that man is going to be a monster. Those are words from Kevin Durant. I may be paraphrasing a little bit, but that's exactly what, what Kevin Durant said. He's a real player. He's $11 million. This is why I can't do it, though. Multi- um, these are just going to be off the top of the head, though. Number one, he thinks he's Carl Anthony Towns. And if you don't believe me, listen to his interview where he believes he's a Carl Anthony Towns because that is ridiculous. He's not. He's not a Carl Anthony Towns type player. He thinks I think he wants to be the number one scorer. He wants to hold the scoring load. He wants to be a, a, a priority on on defense or on offense, and that's not happen. I mean, that's just not going to happen. His willingness to block shots has been reported. You got to question that that whole story. I, I that that that's another thing that bothers me a little bit. Just him knowing his role and him always wanting. And it just seems like he wants a little bit more. And I get it. You got to go for the bag. It's there. You got to go for it. Like, I fully understand that aspect of it. The bag is in front of you. There's a bag of money in front of you. You have the opportunity to grab it. Grab that money. If I'm this franchise, though, and you're not building for that type of player, there's probably others that are cheaper that can do the same exact thing that he is bringing and has the potential to not be probably as good as what his ceiling is, but can bring something there. So that's that's that that's my big thing on Willie Cauley-Stein. Is, and honestly, I just didn't like that he was a trick-or-treat all year. I never knew what Willie Cauley-Stein was showing up. Ever. Ever. I never understood it. So that's my thing. Uh who would you replace him with, Joe? Is there anybody off the top of your head that you say, okay, center position, we got Harry Giles. You know, maybe, I mean, Kufis is gone too, if I believe correctly. Uh, his contract expired at the yeah, end of this year. Yeah, it's expired, and I, I mean, God knows what they'll do with him. They might bring I him think back. He, but I think he needs to, I think he's yeah, ready to move he, on. He, he needs to get minutes somewhere else. He still has some something to give, and, and I just don't think he's going to get the time here that he deserves. So there's there's some other, some other team can give him more minutes, and that's probably what he needs at this point. I mean, they can offer them the same money as, as Sacramento can, so why not move on? Uh, you I know. think he'd be good in, like, Indiana. Yeah, just somewhere that he can get 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and not, not 20, probably 15 minutes a game instead of six or eight here. It just it, It's not worth it. Yeah, uh, everyone uh, hates on Kufis, but he's actually a very good player, especially for the No, he brings the defense. He, he smashes people underneath like he does everything he's supposed to do. He meets the money. He, yeah, he meets exactly. The money. He's exactly worth, and you know what he that, – this is probably my he favorite exactly part of Costa Kufis. You know what he is. Yep. You want him in there? He's going to play his minutes. He's going to do what he's supposed to do. Right. You know what you're getting out of the guy. Like, there's no, you know, there's no shocks with him. And there's not a Tuesday off. Like, he comes in, he does what he does. And that's why it's hard to say, take a gamble on like $11 million, $12 million a year on a Willie Colley Stein when it's always a trick-or-treat every single night. I think he thinks he's better than what he has showcased what he is. Um, so I, I just think there's other players out there. Is there anybody that you, you you'd consider at that position? At the five, I like Al Horford. Yeah, that's never going to happen either. I don't think so, but um, that's never going to happen. Al Horford is going to be on a on a team. Like he he's going to be on a on a he's going to stay in Boston. He's going to hey, you know what 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 team that's at the top could he use? Like could go could could use him? Anybody could use an Al Horford. You know, I saw. Okay, that's one. I'm not I'm not disrespecting that because you know what? If Al Horford came here, change the game. 
It changed the game. I would love Al Horford. I just like to see him in the locker room. He'd be a fun guy to have around to watch uh, watch what he did for the young guys. I have another mind-blowing thing, potential situation that could happen here hmm. also for the center position, but I want to hear more names. What, do you have anybody At else? center, there's nobody else that I really love. I, I Obviously, like everyone else on the planet, I looked up Vooch, but I just don't see it. I just do you don't like, see it do you like that idea? No, not for here. I, I, I mean, he's a great player. He has all the skills to be a great big, but they want to run fast here. He just... Did you? No, is the answer. No. <laughs> okay, so if they signed Vooch, would you be like excited about that move, or would you scratch your head a little bit? Because it just doesn't seem to fit what they're doing here. It doesn't seem to fit what how Luke Walton is going to coach the team. It doesn't seem to fit the other speedy players they have around. So it just someone, doesn't seem to fit. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just doesn't seem to fit. So if someone says, "Hey, why would the Kings, who are the Kings, Kangs?" Turn down the opportunity of signing an all-star. Because you have nine young Ferraris, you don't need a diesel engine. It's not that it's bad. It's not that it's it's just different. It's just not what you built around you. You have this speedy, fast team. You don't put in a traditional big who's going to bang down low. It doesn't make sense. And I've I've talked it both ways. I've literally been on both sides of this argument because... He's an all-star. <laughs> and, I like Vooch. I know, and that's what I, I mean. Don't. So so I could I could easily flip my argument given three extra facts and any given day I could be like, oh, no, I love the idea. I like Vooch. And the next day you're like, no, I hate it. I like Vooch. He's not the right piece for this team. Yeah, exactly. Now, There's now, a lot of miles on that body that has been reported. There's a lot of miles on that body that haven't been reported, meaning there's injuries and stuff that he may be dealing with. How good are those knees? How strong is that back? Uh did he just have his best year on a horrible team? Is it one of those things where like, I I don't know? Like I I there was a few years in a row where Vooch didn't even average a block per game, and if defense is our core issue here, why bring that type of player in? That just that's my big thing. Like if you needed an offensive punch, and you're like, hey, let's try and get it at the center position where we already have these. You know, like like you know who I think would be um, where he would fit amazingly at. I think Vooch would be amazing in like Washington with John Wall and Bradley Beal. Could they afford that? Hell no. But the Wizards can't afford nothing. Yeah, the Wizards are gonna be lucky to keep anything they have. <sighs> That's crazy that John Wall's contract five years is starting next year. Anyways, Vooch isn't my guy. Is, is so is that is, is, so? There's just no one off the top of your head that you, that you can. Man, name? centers centers. I'm kind of done. All right, ready? I'm about to blow your mind because I got a lot. Sure. I got at least two. Number one, Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes is my guy. I have been a fan of Rashawn Holmes since his Philly days. I like Rashawn Holmes. The energy that he brings. He is ferocious. Can you pull up his stats? Are you going to pull him up? Yeah, I'm going to look for him right now. All right. While you're pulling up those stats, Rashawn Holmes, the things that he's capable of doing, Joe, as an aggressive rebounder, as a instincts reactionary defender is something that you just have to appreciate i think that he does the the little things that willie Cauley stein kind of doesn't necessarily do anymore what what were, what were his averages last year joe do you have to do you have to front of yeah espn does that espn does that your mic's off Drives me nuts. I pull up the screen to, to check some stats, and it auto-plays something. Well, you're on basketball reference. You, or you, you're on ESPN. You need to go basketball reference. That's why. Yeah, well, either way, I just wanted to see what he did here. What was his averages last year for Phoenix? Hold on. I'm going back to basketball reference now just for you. <laughs> Killing me. 
Also, uh, we have new sponsors coming up, guys. We have Sack Kings Nation t-shirts that are also on sale. Be sure to check out SackKingsNation.com, bookmark it, and uh, yeah, all the good stuff. Awesome. You got the stats here in front of us. So, during the 2018-19 uh, season, 8.2 points, 4.7 rebounds. Can you scroll down a little bit? Scroll down a little bit. Let's look at those PERs. Look at those, look at those minutes per game. Because that's, that's where the money is right there. Look at it. So, he averaged 8.2 points, 4.7 rebounds per game in just 16.9 minutes. 16.9 minutes, Joe. So in 17 minutes a game, he's 8-5. and five. I get it. I get the fact that the kid's so that, good. That basically just says that in 30 minutes, he's averaging 16-10. and 10. How many blocks is he averaging in those 16.9 minutes? Oh, yeah, 1.1 blocks per game. One almost one uh, almost one steal at zero point six, round up. Sixty percent from the field. Seventy three percent from the free throw line, getting there almost three times per game in only seventeen minutes. Can you scroll down a little bit more, Joe, to the per, per thirty six numbers, right there. Per thirty six numbers in his time playing, he's averaging seventeen point four points, ten point one rebounds. I mean, getting to the line five point three times. And shooting 60% from the field. 2.4 blocks in those minutes. Like, Rashawn Holmes, he's only 25 years old, so he fits the mold of what this team is becoming. He brings speed. He brings athleticism. He brings a rebounding mentality. He brings a defensive mentality. He's the guy. He's, he's the guy that you should try to acquire if you're the Kings. And you know how much he would probably cost, Joe? He's probably three years, $24 million. Four years, 36. In my opinion. Could I be wrong? Maybe. But that that would be my assumption. Is that he goes at, at right, right around there. Three years, $24 million. Four years, $36 million. Solid as a bench guy. He's okay with coming off the bench. He's basically done it his entire career. He only started four games all of last year in his 70 games of playing. He could be a monster. Now, actually, let me get your thoughts. I mean, what are your thoughts on Rashawn Holmes, Joe? I think it's a great idea. <clears throat> now, what's he going to cost? You said you think you could get him for two for... No, I said three years, $24 million, Or four years for 36 Okay. And I bet you you can even put a team option on that final year if you do the four years. Yeah. Coming out of Phoenix. No, it works great. That's my number one. That's the guy I think the Kings should go after. Now, my number two is a little out there. Let me guess. Is he coming from New Orleans? No. Okay. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> he's, coming out of, he's coming out of Oklahoma City. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's the starting center right now for Oklahoma City. And you love him. And I don't know why you love him so much. But go ahead. Talk about him. I love Steven Adams for this team. I know. Every time we talk about... So this is a DFS thing where I'm used to hearing him say Steven Adams every time we play DFS. Which is every day. So, But alright. Go back. Continue. So Steven Adams is an outlandish name to even say in a podcasting world. But guess what? <laughs> We're not on a network. I just get to talk about things that I hear from little birds saying that. Okay, varies. 
Exactly. <laughs> Bro, how have we not talked about the season finale? Hey, we, yet? Don't have, we don't we have, have time. time. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just how well, that's a conversation when this podcast ends. Um by the way, that, that ending left left me dissatisfied. <laughs> it left me so unsatisfied, I swear to God. Uh anyways, so so was this whole entire conversation about Steven Adams. There is a rumbling that the Oklahoma City Thunder need to make some type of change to build around a team that is Russell Westbrook and Paul George. I know we're running short on time. I don't we know. just ran past an hour. I was just letting you know. Oh, that's fine. We'll, we'll get to like we'll get to like an hour fifteen. If we get anything yeah. past that, we'll cut it. Uh, anyways, so S- Stephen Adams, there needs to be a change. Those contracts are crazy. Roberson is you're you're not going to get value for him because he's coming off an injury. He can't shoot the basketball. I get it, defensive monster, but so is Ke- so is Keith Bogans. So is Tony Allen. The, the, the trade asset there just isn't high, right? You need a you need you need a Vooch in that team. I think Vucevic would be amazing on that team. Steven Adams has an in like an, almost an unmovable contract. But guess what? Guess who's willing to take on some bad contracts right now if it makes their team just a little bit better. And this is a lot of bit better because Steven Adams is an underrated scorer and the defense he brings is amazing. He also gives you a ton of second chance shots with those offensive rebounds. He's a smart passer when he gets the ball when he's capable of passing. The dude is a freaking tank. So if you need a screen to get open, you are open. The dude is a monster. Steven Abs to Sacramento would be an incredible move that will never happen. But there have been those little birds, those little rumblings. That the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to try to make some type of move. That Sam Presti needs to do something that changes them. Just a little bit. And that's a lot of bit. But they need to do something that changes them to fit whatever it is they're building. And it's probably never going to happen. So you hear this part of the show. You can basically eye roll it. You can fast forward it. And I wouldn't even be mad at you. Because you know what? You would just laugh at me. I get it. I got you. I see you smiling at me right now. I get it. But Steven Adams makes sense. I love Steven Adams for this team, Joe. Yeah, you love Steven Adams for everything. I'm not going to argue with you because I know you love the guy, but at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. So moving away from center, what position, uh, what else do you think they need to fill? Obviously, it's small forward. I think you found a little bit of something-something with Yogi. I think Yogi is a very interesting player. I'm ready to go there. I'm very intrigued to see what they're going to do with Bogdanovich. I like Bogdanovich. I get it. But you're trying to make. You don't think they need to bring in a more uh, a more seasoned or a better backup one. I like Yogi. I think Yogi was smart. I think Yogi played. I play. I mean, it's a. I, I think De'Aaron Fox needs to get in those thirties though. Like I'll tell high. you the guy I would love to see come in. Please be somebody good. <laughs> Patrick Beverly. Bro, there's no <laughs> way. That, <laughs> yeah, that's like me saying, you know who I think the Kings really go after, like, Kevin Durant. I, I think they should go after KD. Like. <laughs> He's so unhappy. I wonder, wonder if they could get Steph in a I, move. Let's give him two second rounders for Steph. <laughs> like, hey, you know who I think the King, hey, you know who I think the Kings should go after though? Like, no joke. I think Anthony Davis should be the guy. They should <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he seems if we're like, gonna say silly shit, all right. I'm just saying, it's the bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's been a while. I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry, internet. So I, I think that's kind of it. We, we've hit on like almost all of our topics. What about um, Jeremy Lamb. 
Small, I mean, that's interesting. I was on him before. His thing, I mean, I like Jeremy Lamb. I think he's an interesting player. I mean, because I know he's he's like a two-ish, maybe a three. Oh, speaking of Hornets players that could be potential of a trade, if the Kings are willing to make trades to take on bad contracts, which has been, you know, a, a yeah. constant conversation around Sacramento, and not a lot of people are going to like this either, but I like Nick Batum. Yeah. He's a passer. He can handle the basketball to give De'Aaron Fox those breaks so he doesn't always have to facilitate. He's a veteran. He can knock down three-point shots. He was horrible this year, though. So it's a gamble. And I would put him, like, on the bottom of my list away from Carroll, Barnes, and Josh Jackson. Like, he would be probably even a player or two and then him. But I'd be okay with it. I'd find a way to I be think, okay with I think, it. I think you won the conversation with Sean Holmes. Oh, yeah, I think that's sure. probably that's probably the best thing that we talked about today. I think is Rashawn Holmes. I really like that call. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really thought about him, so I'm going to put some more time into it. But at Rashawn the moment, Holmes, my boy. At the moment, I think that's a that's a pretty good call. I'm not really on board with the uh, with the Stephen Adams thing, but Steve whatever. I have, again, any so, comments that aren't at that 35 minute mark when you were talking that other trash will be about Stephen Adams. So. Uh, so is that it, Joe? I think that's I think that's the show. We're already over time, anyways. Yeah, we've already anyways. gone past. We're at one ten. So I'm gonna end the show here. So we want to hear from you. You guys have basically got to hear me the entire time. Joe has been Mr. Producer over there in our new studio, trying to get all the equipment right. So sorry, Joe, if I over talked over you a little bit too much in this show. Apologize for that. Apologize to our listeners who had to listen to this dang voice the entire show. But I appreciate you sticking it through. We want to hear from you now, though. Follow us on Twitter at. VM Center for myself. Joe is at Sack Sports Morgan and tweet at us. Let us know who you think the Kings should go after. Who are your top prospects or free agents that you think the Kings should start targeting this offseason? What moves do you think they should make? Am I ridiculous for saying Steven Adams is a potential move? Am I ridiculous for saying that the Kings should trade Bogdanovich and maybe some draft picks and go after Josh Jackson? We can make him a VIP in Sacramento, guys. He's a good player. He can come down to the studio. I'll get him a beer. Exactly. We. Um, I don't know if he's old enough yet, but we want to hear from you guys. Follow us on Twitter. Follow uh, SatKingsNation.com on Twitter at SKN Articles. Joe, any final thoughts before we sign off here? Yeah, I did my best uh, to set this place up. I'm excited when, uh, when video comes along, yeah. but if there's any weird audio stuff on this, I will have it fixed by next show. This is our first one, so bear with me. I just ran all these lines. Yep, you guys, again, follow him at Sack Sports Morgan. I've been your host today. My name is Vince Miracle. You can find me on all social media platforms of at VM Center. Our shows normally come out every single Monday. You can find us on all iTunes. Be sure to rate or on all of your podcasting platforms. Number one, iTunes, obviously. Uh, subscribe, leave a rating, share with others, please. The more you do it, the more we grow, the more sponsors we get, and the more shows that we can be coming to you. We're going to be showcased live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook later on in the show once we get that video all done here in the studio, so be sure to stay tuned for that. We appreciate you guys. We will be out in Vegas. There will be shows coming out of Vegas. There's a lot of stuff coming. So bookmark SatKingsNation.com for all of your in-depth coverage of the Sacramento Kings. Big shout-out to our sponsors, FanDuel, BrickHouseIndustries.com. There's a few more that are coming. We just haven't signed those contracts yet. But you know what? Shout-out to you guys, too. You know who you are. All right? And until next time, Sacramento Kings fans, Joe, it's so good to be back. And until next time, guys, bye-bye.